0: The sermon text is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 to 17, and verses 21 to 22. The people were waiting expectantly, and were all wondering in their hearts if John might be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But someone mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. He will gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. While he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. I am well pleased with you. The Gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Do you ever hear or read a Bible story and ask yourself, Why? Why is God telling me this in His Word? The Bible story that we hear in today's Gospel The story of Jesus' baptism could be one of those that for some Christians falls under the category of stories that make them ask, why? Why is God telling me this? He's telling me that John the Baptist baptizes Jesus in the Jordan River. This is happening at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. It's about three years before Jesus will die on the cross and rise on Easter God is telling me this, but why? Why is Jesus being baptized? In his faithful explanation of the blessings of baptism, Martin Luther writes in his small catechism, baptism works the forgiveness of sins, delivers from death and the devil, and grants eternal salvation to all who believe this, unquote. And we believe this about baptism, not because Dr. Luther says so, but because what Dr. Luther says there is in complete agreement with what God says in his word. See Matthew chapter 28, Acts chapter 2, Romans 6, Colossians 2, Titus 3, which we heard earlier, 2 Peter 3, among others. Scripture teaches that in baptism, God creates or strengthens faith in the Savior Jesus. And through that faith in Jesus, God forgives sins. He replaces the sentence of eternal death with the promise of eternal life. It's what God tells us about baptism in his word. Okay then, so why was Jesus baptized? Jesus already has perfect faith in God Jesus has no sins to forgive. He is the eternal Son of God, so he does not need the promise of eternal life in heaven. He already has it, so why is Jesus baptized? question gets even harder to answer when you consider what Dr. Luther writes in his small catechism about the power of baptism in the daily life of a Christian. He says, quote, Baptism means that the sinful nature in us should be drowned. Through daily contrition and repentance, and a new person should daily arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. And again, we believe this about baptism because it is in perfect alignment with God's truth in Scripture. God tells us in the Bible that baptism is God's power to say no to our sinful nature and to rise up each day and to live for the will of God. All right. So then, why was Jesus baptized? Jesus has no sinful nature to drown. He's already perfect. He doesn't need to rise up fresh every day and live before God in righteousness and purity. So what is happening here? Why is it happening? Well, if you're having a hard time coming up with an answer to that question, first of all, don't feel bad. You are in excellent company. Because not even the great prophet John the Baptist understood it at first. Even John the Baptist, when Jesus came to be baptized by him in the Jordan River, St. Matthew tells us in his Gospel, John tried to deter Jesus, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? So at first, not even John the Baptist understands it. Why is the Holy Son of God baptized? Well, to start to get at the answer, we can fast forward a few years in Jesus' life. Jesus is now standing on the top of a mountain with his disciples. It is 40 days after Easter Sunday. Jesus is about to ascend back into heaven just before he goes. He gives his disciples a command. Therefore, go and gather disciples from all nations By baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and by teaching them to keep all the instructions I have given you. Jesus commands his followers to baptize. He commands us to baptize and to be baptized, and simply put, this is one answer to the question why Jesus is baptized. He does himself everything that he commands us to do. And we see this fact play out throughout Jesus' life in this world. Jesus commands his people to pray. So, what does Jesus do? He prays. Jesus commands his people to speak faithfully every last little bit of God's word. So, what does Jesus do? He speaks faithfully when he preaches and teaches about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus tells us to be kind. Jesus is kind. Jesus insists. That we battle against temptation and overcome every temptation from Satan and our sinful nature. So Jesus fights. When Satan throws temptations his way, he fights. And he overcomes every temptation. Jesus tells us to be loving, so Jesus is loving. He tells us to speak the gospel to people who don't know it. Jesus does mission work. He speaks the saving gospel to people who do not yet know it. Jesus commands total Righteousness from his people in every part of their lives, including baptism. And Jesus fulfills total righteousness in every part of his life, including baptism. And that is why, when John the Baptist at first tried to stop Jesus from being baptized in the Jordan, this was Jesus' response Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus demands all righteousness, including baptism. And what Jesus demands, he does. He fulfills all righteousness, including baptism. And that's a very good thing for us, because after all, what would it make Jesus if he commanded you and me to be baptized, but then he refused to be baptized himself? What do you call the kind of person who makes rules for other people? And then refuses to follow those rules himself. Do the words hypocrite and phony not come to mind? Jesus Christ is not a hypocrite. He is not a phony. Everything he commands us to do, he does himself. He does not ignore one little command of God. He does not cut even the least little corner. He lives a life of absolute, total righteousness. And what does that have to do with you and me? It means that when we were baptized into the life of Jesus Christ. When God connected us to Jesus by giving us faith in the waters of baptism, we were connected to a life of absolute, total righteousness in every way, a life of zero corner cutting, a life of total perfection. And it means that now, when you stand before God and He looks at you, He sees nothing less than the absolute, complete righteousness of His Son, Jesus Christ. And that means that your baptism is real and valuable and special because through faith in Christ you have total righteousness. If Jesus had cut one little corner, if he had ignored one little command of God, you would be baptized into the life of a hypocrite and a phony and it would do you absolutely no good at all. But because Jesus kept every command in every way, you, by faith in him, are totally righteous in God's eyes. That is real. That is valuable. And that's not just important, that is eternally important. Because when John the Baptist was baptizing and preaching and teaching to the people, he said, I baptize you with water, but someone mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing shovel is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. He will gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Before the arrival of modern farm equipment, harvesters separated wheat from chaff the old-fashioned way. They took what was basically a giant fork or shovel with massive tines at the end, and they jabbed it into a giant pile of wheat and then they just lifted the wheat up in the air above their head and the garbage the chaff was light enough that the breeze would take and blow it away and later it would be gathered up and burned as the garbage that it was meanwhile the good stuff, the wheat, that you wanted to keep that was heavy enough that the wind wouldn't take it and it would just drop to the floor and later on that wheat would be gathered up and taken into the barn for the harvest What John the Baptist is teaching us here is that the day is coming when Jesus Christ is going to judge this whole world. He's going to take his giant winnowing fork, so to speak, he's going to stab it into the earth, and he's going to lift out every human soul. And when he does that, some of those souls are going to blow away and be burned up forever. Others, the good stuff, will fall and will be gathered into the barn of heaven to live with the Lord forever. So when that day comes when that happens which group are you going to be in and how do you know well you're going to be part of the good stuff you're going to be the wheat that falls to the floor and gets gathered into the barn of heaven to live with God forever and you are going to be the wheat that makes it into the harvest because when you were baptized you were baptized into absolute righteousness of Jesus Christ and on the last day you will stand before your judge with that total perfection over you. When we hear this though, we have human logic, human reason that laughs, actually scoffs at the whole idea that one righteous man living a perfect life 2,000 years ago could mean anything for people who are baptized today. How can one perfect life mean everything for those who are baptized into Jesus and who trust in him until their dying day. That is a good question and it is a second answer to the question of why Jesus is baptized. It is so that you and I today, 2,000 years after the fact, we can watch this scene and hear these words. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. While he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in Bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven You are my Son, whom I love. I am well pleased with you. So at Jesus' baptism, we get to hear God the Father speaking directly from heaven. The first person of the Trinity speaks from heaven. And we get to see the Holy Spirit descending on Jesus in physical form as a dove, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. And it tells us that this man. This perfectly righteous man being baptized in the Jordan River is more than just a man. He belongs with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. He is also true God. And to leave no doubt about it, the Father says, You are my Son, whom I love. I am well pleased with you. So, why was Jesus baptized? So you and I today could see God the Father and God the Holy Spirit there with him and know... This man being baptized in the Jordan River is also true God, and because he is true God, he has the power to take that totally righteous life that he lived and spread it across everybody of all time who trusts in him. Yes, the perfect life of one man can and does mean so much for everyone who trusts in him because he is also true God. Why was Jesus baptized? To be totally righteous for you and me. So that when we were baptized into him, we received his perfect life. The confidence of knowing that when Jesus judges this world, we will be saved. And Jesus was baptized so we would know. That he is true God. Who takes that perfect life and drapes it over everyone who trusts in him. What we see in Jesus' baptism tells us that our baptism is real. What we see in Jesus' baptism gives these words of St. Paul their truth and power. God saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Jesus' baptism gives these words of St. Peter their truth. Baptism now saves you. What we see in Jesus' baptism means that about two hours from now in the late service when little Mason Rowdy Michaels is baptized, he's going to get a whole lot more than a chance to get presents from his family and a nice photo op of the family. Although, you know, baptism day, it's good for that stuff too. Much more important than those things, though, little Mason is going to get the gift of faith in Jesus. And through that faith, he is going to get Jesus' total perfection. He is going to get the gift of getting to live the rest of his life in the world, knowing that when he faces his judge, he will be pronounced perfect and saved forever. And that's what you got to in the waters of your baptism. And because you received all of those blessings in your baptism, you also receive power from God. Baptism is God's power to rise up from those waters every day, And live out God's will in your life. And we also see that play out in the life of our Savior Jesus. Jesus didn't need the forgiveness of sins in his baptism. He didn't need faith. He didn't need the promise of eternal life. But did Jesus need the power of God that he received in his baptism? Oh yes, because Jesus was also a human being like us. Flesh and blood, skin and bones. And on his way to the cross to die for our sins, Satan was going to tempt Jesus and tempt Jesus hard. And in order to hold on, to maintain that perfect life that we get baptized into, Jesus needed the power that God gave him that day in the Jordan River. And your baptism is your power too. You can wake up every day of your life, and remember the love and grace of Jesus that God showed you in those waters and use it as your personal power to say no to the temptations that come from the devil, the temptations that come from your own sinful nature. The love and grace of God that you got in baptism is your power to stand and to live the will of God every day of your life. Baptism is divine power to live for the one who lived, died and rose for us. Jesus Christ was baptized for this. In his baptism, you know yours is real salvation and it is real power to live to the glory of God. Amen.